Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. I hope it's awful, not in the negative sense, but awful, like full of awe in that something awe is about amazing to happen to you. I got a great show for you today. The one and only Barbora Pokuchova. And let me tell you a little bit about this incredible young individual here. An accomplished content strategist, ghostwriter with over nine years of experience. Her journey has led her to leave a full-time job to pursue projects that align with her deepest passion, health and wellness. She's driven by the desire to empower purpose-driven entrepreneurs like you listening to this right now. She's going to help us understand how to elevate our online presence and our authority. Picture this, transforming thousands of lives, attracting and enrolling clients effortlessly, unleashing your boldest expression and creating a thriving community based on shared values. In order to achieve this, you need a secret ingredient, clear, authentic, and deeply resonant content. And we're here with Barbora to understand a little bit how to make that happen, to understand this world that we live in and how to create great content. Barbora, thank you for being here today. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, George. Lovely to, to be here. And I love this upbeat energy and looking forward to the conversation. Me too. It's such an interesting time to be alive. And with so many people, you know, finding trying to find their purpose and become an authentic version of, of themselves. I was curious, can you give us a little background? Like, how did you find your purpose? And like, how did you really embrace your authentic nature? Yeah, that's a great question. And it was a very long journey that led me to where I am now. But I think it's always nice to look back at the moments and the dots, how they connected. Um, so yeah, I already as a child, I grew up in different countries all over the world. So I didn't have like a lot of people who grow up in one country, a set identity, like a personality community that they kind of establish uh, during their lives. I was always changing after four years, change of location, change of personality, change of language. So it was kind of exciting and a little bit confusing as well. So that already during my childhood, I was already questioning like, who am I? <laughs> what am I doing here? Because um, it was obviously, uh, the change uh, was obviously bringing up new things. And I think then, um, as also the planet started awakening, so I think it was 2012 where many people had had these flashes and sudden like desires to discover more of like our true nature and who are we really. That's when I started um, 
acting on it, did more yoga, meditation, read more spiritual books. Um, and it was kind of a um, lonely journey at that time because I, apart from my boyfriend who was on the similar wave, I did not know anyone else. But I still decided to pursue it because it was it meant a lot to me. And I, I felt like the life that I was living, um, working in a corporate job was not fully aligned to me. And I always felt there is more. And uh, funnily enough, I did a travel to the Pacific, to the Cook Islands, so not that far from Hawaii, <laughs> um, where I discovered like the feeling of home, like the Pacific holds something like these ancient Lemurian energies mm. and so much wisdom and these ancient civilizations and just the way of life seems so organic and the community and I was so fascinated like, by it, like how can we bring this back into our modern life? And so that led me at a certain point, I think it was 2019, I quit my full-time job. I was always working in marketing. It was something that fulfilled me. I love creativity and communication, but wasn't very aligned with, with, the, um, with the system and the corporation. So I quit my job, did a world trip, went to India, did some yoga teacher trainings, uh, went to Bali, to Australia, back to the Pacific. Uh, it always led me back there and really started to go on this quest, asking the question every day when I was sitting in meditation, like, what is the purpose of me here? How can I help people um, also become their most truest, authentic selves? And that developed over the years into then in 2021, when I decided to start my own business was to merge my skills, which was marketing, copywriting, um, with what I'm really interested in, which is health, wellness, empowerment, and authenticity, and how can I merge it so I can help people be in this place of empowerment, of authenticity, where they can just shine and let their words come through in a way that brings their ideal community and clients um, together. And Wow, it's been the last two years have been incredible. I've worked with a lot of amazing people, and I just love how this raising consciousness is coming through, and we're we're grounding it. We're grounding it as well into our everyday lives. That's really well said. It it's always whoops. It's always amazing to me to get to see people who are teaching their own lived experience, and it seems to me that you had a lot of courage to leave a place in which you were probably doing pretty well. Like you probably had a life that was kind of mapped out for you. And but somehow you decided, you know what? It's not right. I got to do something bigger. Maybe you heard a calling or maybe you felt like a presence or maybe you, I'm wondering before we start getting into some other things, can you explain to someone who may be on that path? Like maybe they, maybe they're in a job right now that they kind of like, but it's not fulfilling for them. And they hear this, siren sound calling them towards the rocks maybe you can explain what it's like to listen to that and then to take steps to follow it right you you describe it per perfectly how it feels and i think it aligns with so many people going through it right now yeah. um there's this little voice that we have in our heads and it depends on how loud it gets maybe it's just whispering in the beginning when for example you deliver an amazing project, but don't get the recognition that you'd like to, or someone else gets a promotion um, instead you would like to advance and grow and maybe make really a positive impact for the company. But somehow there are always these blockages or the hierarchy doesn't let you. So I feel when we start listening to that voice from a whisper and it gets louder and louder and louder until one day it's just unbearable, you're unable to get motivated to even start working. It's just like you don't have any more inspiration left. Then you realize there's something fundamentally wrong. And mm -hmm. I feel when we're connected to ourselves, so that's when I started doing the practices. I feel that's so important that during this time, even a lot of people, they need to maintain the job, right, for practical purposes. So at least in this time, having your own spiritual practice, what helped me a lot was yoga, meditation, journaling, and writing down your feelings, how are you feeling? Um, 
what is your vision? Like, what, what, what would you really love to do in the next years? Who would you like to help? What would you be doing if there wouldn't be any money in the world? Like, what would you love to do just for the sake of doing it? And the more we can get clear on that and listen also to that voice that is like, this is not the line, we can start coming up with an action plan. So what I did is basically after two years that I was hearing this voice and writing down what are my dreams, I was like, okay, I need to save some money, obviously, um, to make that a plan, um, to make that plan happen. And I need to also develop that inner confidence, courage mindset, which will allow me to have a stable foundation. Because as you say, going making that leap of faith requires an enormous amount of courage. And that, that can't happen overnight. So you need to prepare your foundation. You need to work on your mindset. You need to really become ha having this force that is like, this this desire is so much bigger than the comfort and routine that I'm in. And then eventually you'll be able to break free and go on the path, knowing, also understanding, being really kind and compassionate to yourself that it won't be perfect and you won't be confident from day one. That is going to develop over time, but just by walking the path, You'll get new signs, new mentors, people that will help you and propel you forward. So just having that trust is really important. That's really well said. It, I think it sets the, like I'm beginning to see why you're so successful at what you do. Like anybody who's taken that path, you know, you can begin to see the sparks or the embers that burn inside other people when you recognize it in yourself. And so it's no... Like it's no question to me why you can help people or founders with an authentic story or it's not, it sounds like when you meet people and you're working with people, you're really kind of coaxing the beauty out of them, like helping them to tell their own story. Is that what's going on there? Yes, yes, well said. Um, yeah, so we all have we, uh, so much wisdom and life experience within ourselves mm -hmm. and it can be hard to recognize it from within without having an external mirror, right? Because we're always like in our thoughts, we're always doing, we don't take the time to reflect. And for people who know that they want to make an impact, usually they also know they need to become more visible because you can't make an impact if you're not, you know it very well and you have, uh, you've worked uh, years very hard and you have great visibility. So it, it, it is a process of becoming more visible and then getting that help of like crystallizing what is within you into written or spoken words so people can connect with it because it's, it can be easy to put things out there like this is my experience, this is what I've done, but it's not easy to then connect it. Okay, so where are my readers, my listeners at? How will they uh, connect with this? So I think having that external mirror is always helpful and asking the right questions, as you know, that always brings out the deeper layers that are behind the words. Yeah, there's something to be said about the language of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's in a smile. Sometimes it's in a sigh. Sometimes it's in a, your hand, your head in your hand and your hand on your knees, you know, but there's there's so much language that comes from vulnerability and, and more than words. And maybe this is, I'm willing to bet that your background and ability to speak so many different languages and being submerged in so many cultures as a young individual really helped you get to see expression and all these different nuances in the human language. Is that like, maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's a, uh, thanks for noticing that. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah, languages have been a huge part of my journey. I I've lived in eight different countries. So I speak um, four, five languages. I don't wow. even know now. Um, but um, yeah, especially as a child, we learn languages pretty we absorb it very quickly so until the age of 12 you can basically learn a new language within a few months if you're in the right surroundings 
uh, in a school and um, supportive environment. And so I've learned English and French. So Czech is my native tongue. And then I learned English and French as the first and second language that went pretty quickly. Then I speak also German uh, and Italian. Um, and it, it really is fascinating because I don't know if you've noticed that, that in every language we take on a different role, we have a different personality. Um, and also, if you live in that country, uh, which I did, uh, you understand deeper the culture, the history, why the people act as they're acting. Um, and you can see the cultural differences. You might have a cultural shock because you're used to something that in that culture is normal and the other is not. So I think having that, that really develops that open mind, that curiosity. And in the end, what I was able to see is that we're all similar on a human, human level. Um, we all have very similar emotions, needs, desires. It's just how it's expressed and how our temperament, our character is. And I think there's beauty in appreciating the differences and not judging them, but being open of this universal expression. Um, yeah. Being open to this universal expression. Like that's, that is clearly spoken by someone who understands multiple languages. Like I, I admire the point of view. I, I can speak Spanish and English. However, I'm not able to think in that language. I always have to mm -hmm. translate and then speak it back, you know? And so do you dream in, in multiple languages? Like when you're. Um, I think it's mostly, so I, I see English almost as my mother tongue because mm -hmm. I grew up um, in New York very young, but I think it would be either English or Czech. <laughs> yeah. When you, when taking on different projects from different clients, do you find it, does it, what are some similarities and differences? Are, is, is it like a humanitarian message that people are trying to get across through communication? Or do you find that like in the English culture, people are trying to see things from a more, from a, from an, from a different point of view versus an Italian person trying to see from a different point of view, or, or how do you manage the different perspectives when taking on different clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, I have to say that I mostly work with English speaking yeah. clients. Right. It's just developed that way. So most right. of my clients are in the US, in the UK, Australia, some are in France, Italy. And it's, the, it's definitely interesting. I've always loved observing how every culture <laughs> works, like what, what is their working style, thinking process. And what I really appreciate, for example, about the American culture, that's why now I'm also in the US um, for, for travels and work. I really love the um, positive action-taking approach. So when someone says they want to do something, most of the time they're going to do it. So it's like, they're committed to their words and it's it's like a quick fast action and I, I love this mentality it's very positive it's like this building and creating so I think that's why I tend to work really mostly with English-speaking clients but at the same time I also do appreciate that Latin French Italian approach which is very focused on the re relationship mm. so there's this long process of relationship building trust building before you get to work with someone um usually you you go out also for dinner or you just know the other person really well before working and i i really like that focus on the relationship as well but it should not hinder also the progress and the growth so i think finding that balance relationships and business and growth merge together would be an optimal balance, obviously. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's fascinating to just sit for a moment with the idea that is the relationship between words and actions, you know, and it's interesting for, to get to hear your point of view from someone who has seen lived in and speaks and been part of multiple cultures. It gives you a unique perspective. Oh, these, if these people are saying this and they may mm -hmm. not do it, these people may want a relationship first. So sometimes the same words can have exact, maybe not different opposite meanings, but different meanings. And it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting to think about that when we have a community, when we're talking, 
So many people talk past each other without defining their terms, especially when you're translating that into action. How do you overcome something like that, you think? Yeah, that's where this cultural understanding and observance is really important. Having empathy for, for the culture. It can be frustrating yeah. in the beginning, especially after you overcome that honeymoon phase yeah. when you're right, when you're on vacation, everything seems so perfect and you love it. But then there can be this friction um, that happens. So I feel that having that um, detached um mindset where mm -hmm. you don't get too lost in what's happening or start start judging people or have having that criticism it's really good to take that higher eagle perspective and understand the culture like for example in italy people have been doing this for thousands and thousands of years since the roman empire so and have not it has a lot of the things have not changed since much. And so it's, it's a more traditional mentality. So understanding that and at the same time, appreciating what is good in their culture. What when I'm traveling, I always miss the Italian food or just the how people still do handcrafted items. And there's this social social cohesion. So I think the like with every practice developing gratitude for the culture what it brings is very important yeah i love it when you talk about the friction i love the way you describe like after the honeymoon phase and there's this friction mm -hmm. it's so often in that friction that we have these deep ideas about like okay, what does that person mean what are they saying are they saying this are they saying that and if you just if you just grew up like i did in in one area right there it's really easy to to not have to think about what they meant. And you get kind of tunnel vision sometimes. That's probably why your work stands out as much as it does is because you've given deep contemplative thought about that friction because you've been in it so much. Yes, and it's it's it really does apply, especially if you're a thought leader, um, right. pu public figure that's visible. It's so important to have that not necessarily diplomatic. It is good to have sure. a strong polarizing opinion stand for something, but at the same time, have that understanding that we're all different, cultures are different. And as you say, not having that tunnel vision, like this is the only way and this is right and everything else is wrong. Being open, even if you're a recognized leader in your category, being open to feedback, like we don't know it all and we're always growing and evolving right and it's healthy to learn from others and to get coached by others and just learn at any age what do you think <laughs> it's so true i'm wondering as someone like yourself who has an incredible background in language are there some it seems to me Sometimes we can get lost in translation, but there's certain things that kind of center us. And sometimes it's like spirituality, like, mm. and it doesn't have to be like deep spirituality. It may be, but sometimes if we just talk about, you know, impact versus imprint, like, you know, it seems like a spiritual story imprints on us, even though it's impactful, but are there some certain types of stories or nuances, or are there certain sort of like, things that we can do that reaches across all the different cultures. It seems like spirituality may mm. be one, but I'm, I'm curious what you have to say and what you think about that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point that spirituality in its sense, when we dissect the word is spirit. Mm. And uh, I think a lot of people, they might have connotation with religion and how it's been misused. But if we really just look at it from what the word means, from a pure perspective, letting go of all the labels and attachments, because I think that's yeah. also healthy, is sometimes just let go of everything what we've learned and just look look at concepts again. Um, spirit is that oneness and recognizing that we all came come from the same thread, uh, from the same material, and we're all unique expressions of the one whole, and I feel embracing this perspective will also allow us to be more genuine and authentic because there's certainly a force that connects us, but in order to be connected to their 
it, it's kind of like a two-way relationship. In order to be connected to their force for, fully, we need to blossom first ourselves, connect to ourselves, because we're not going to able to find as much connection also with each other in relationships if we're hiding behind a mask, if we're conforming to some standards, right? So we need to let go kind of of that facade and embrace that uniqueness, which will lead to oneness eventually. I love it. It's it's interesting to think about the cultural threads in writing or crafting transformative language. How, how do you help like a founder like create their authenticity? Like what's that process look like? Like let's say you meet someone that, that comes to you and they're like, listen, we want to craft our story. Here's what we've been going through. Like what does that process look like? You sit, do you guys strike up a relationship? Do you write stuff together? Do you sit down and have some coffee? Do you go on a trip together? Like yeah. how do you figure out like yeah. what is this founder trying to say? Yeah, going on a trip together sounds like a great idea. I'd have to implement it in 2024 since yeah. now everybody is doing in-person events and retreats. So I think that's a, that's a great way to connect. Right. And yeah, hopefully we'll have more of that. But in the in the meantime, how, how it works is I usually already tend to work with people who at least have started exploring their authenticity because... Right. It's, it's hard for me to attract people at the, like, as we were saying, words are vibration and you kind of attract people who, who, who need your help, who want to come yeah. to you. So at least they've already, at least they want to be more authentic or they've started exploring their authenticity. So I act kind of as, as, um, as, as a container, as like a hollow mirror and it's, everything is about them. So we're just focusing on them and asking deeper questions about their story, their founder story, what led them to start their business, what is their biggest passion, their vision, what obstacles have they overcome uh, on the way, and how are they passionate about making an impact, and what message do they want to come across? How is their audience really getting to know the audience on a deeper level? Because otherwise the message then falls flat if there's no one who listens to it. So getting really deep into this, um, everything is recorded obviously. So then I have material to work with and based on their language, their insights, I can then start writing content for them in their language um, and yeah, that's how we grow. That's how then content is published online, um, engagement is done. And we've seen some incredible results where, because people, when they get help like this, they're motivated more sharing their story and maybe saying something that otherwise they would be like, oh, this is too much. Like mm. I'm, I'm a bit too mm. afraid to share. Like what will people think? So I kind of help them like have more of that courage. Like, what is it that people really need to hear? And that's usually the thing that will make the most impact. So one of my clients, for example, um, she was dealing with PTSD, which is kind of a complex issue and quite a vulnerable topic and not easy to also um, message across in a way. But at the end, we've, we've come so far that she was openly able to share how her childhood has been, what happened to her, how she overcame it, and now how she helps other people. And just having that level of vulnerability creates so much more trust and credibility because people see, oh, you're embodied, you've been through that, you know what you're talking about. Um, and that's the beauty of it, is when you can really share your journey from this authentic place. Um, I love it. Yeah, it seems to me that on some level, advertising used to be this way in which we showed a glossy picture of ourselves or this idealistic life of like, here's me and my 2.5 kids. And, you know, here's this here's this idea. But now it seems that people have moved past the idea mm -hmm. and we're at a more mature stage where we're like, that's not real. I want to see something that's real. I want to talk to somebody who's really been through it because that's the person 
that can help me. The person that has the lived experience is the person that can help you, right? It sounds like you're really connecting with people's lived experience. Absolutely, yes, 100%. We're, we're done with the masks and facade. We, we understand all these marketing and copywriting yeah. hacks. They're not effective anymore. Of course, there, there are still some principles like um, using emotions and persuasion, building authority, things that are legit. But overall, um, I, f I feel things that will never get old is this creating this genuine empathy, like care mm -hmm. um, for the person. Like you really want to help them. You're not there just to sell them, but and showing your transformation and how they will get the same transformation with you. Those are the strongest things that we work on and they really do make an impact, yeah. It seems to me there's another, I gotta stop saying it seems to me, I can say that all the time, okay. I'm working on that. I have noticed that in this new transition, there seems to be a model of building online. And you and I talking right now and talking about the way advertising is changing or talking about the way messaging is changing or mm -hmm. the way we perceive one another or the, the, the trip in itself. Is that something that you advise people to do in this day and age? It's like, let's build it online in front of everybody. Let's show them the mistakes. Let's show them the wins. Let's show them the losses. Is that something you see blossoming and something that you, you help people try to do? Or is that something that people should stay away from? No, 100%, absolutely. So that's all my work is centered around um, building a personal brand online, especially on LinkedIn. Um, because LinkedIn has also transformed so much during the years from a CV professional stale platform mm -hmm. where people were just resharing corporate articles to conscious people who are really here to make an impact in a professional way. Uh, that's why I also like it a little bit more than Instagram because it, it is, um, I, I feel the, the standard here is a little bit higher. Me too. <laughs> um, and absolutely. And I, I want to show people that you can 100% build a business online uh, without having referrals. Obviously, it's nice uh, having referrals and a, a network, but you can also do it through content and through sharing your journey, through building authority, why you are the person to help these people that you want to help and just being a real, a nice person and building relationships, not just expecting, okay, everybody's going to come to me. No, really going out there and finding your people and just having exchanges and seeing how you can help each other. I love it. My friend Lloyd Lobo says relationships are the new currency. And it yeah. sounds to me when you're building online and making these connections, it's so meta in some ways because you can <laughs> really see yourself as someone else. Like, oh, this person was at this stage when they did that. Okay, I'm at this stage. Oh, look at this person is at a similar stage. In some ways, you get a really interesting glimpse of different versions of you with a mm. similar idea trying to build stuff. It's so helpful to get to see it in that many dimensions, right? Right. And it's it's really interesting how you can attract also your kind of soul family, like people yeah. who are very on a <laughs> soul, soul aligned level, much more than even in real life. I find it nowadays, like especially in the past year, I found it so magical even how when you put out regular content, how you attract people that probably knew in past lifetimes or <laughs> you were doing business with uh, in different stages. And those are the most impactful relationships I find because then you're kind of a puzzle piece. You can help each other out um, where one strength is, the other is weakness and vice versa. Um, or as you say, there are people who are maybe three years um, mm, not behind you, but are trying to get where you are and you can help them with the skills. Um, and yeah. It's so rewarding to get to be in that spot where you're like, Oh, I can totally help this person. They, you know mm -hmm. what? Heck, I stuck right here. And in some ways, like that is the ultimate test of knowledge. Do you think you know something? Okay. Show someone else how to do it. Yes. That's like the test to know that you really know how to do it. You may think you know how to do it, but as soon as you can help someone else get past a spot you were stuck in, it's like, Oh, I do know that. It's so rewarding. 
Yes, yes. And that's where the coaching comes in. And I, I, I love it because you can get coaching for yourself, but then being able also to coach other people. And as you say, it, it is really a skill because intuitively we might know something, we've been through it, we know how to help ourselves, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you, you're able to do it on others, right? So that's something right. that you need to hone and you need to constantly perfect but the more you do it, it it's like it is there like if it's already within you it means like that's your treasure that you should be you should be sharing i love that definition of of treasure what about how do you balance passion and strategy those are those are two things that are kind of interesting but i don't know how, like they have kind of different connotations sometimes how, how would you balance mm. passion and strategy yeah, that's a that's a good mix always to to look toward to because sometimes um, it can be too easy to sway on one side of the mm -hmm. spectrum, especially for example as business owners, very like in the rational mind, right? Like uh, growing and just trying to to be a, have a bigger business, we can focus too much on the strategy part. But then when we realize okay, like we're really depleting our energy just by always being in that linear rational yeah. brain. That's when you kind of realize, okay, I, I need to connect back to that inner spark, to that passion, what brings me, why did I even start this business in the first place? I feel so many business owners then come to a stage where they need to reconnect with their vision, with what even led me to start this business. And that's when you start again re-exploring your passion and maybe slowing down even, um, becoming more embodied. So uh, listening to your body when it's time to rest, when it's time to work. Um, and that when you become more embodied, you feel more of this creative energy of that passion coming through because you, now your body is in sync with the natural rhythm of life and you can reconnect to your passion. Once you reconnect your passion and you hear all these downloads coming in, then you're, you can translate them outwardly into, into content, into podcasts, whatever your channel is. And still having that strategical structure that you build in the first place. So knowing the frameworks, knowing the things that will make you grow, integrating these two into one whole, that's that's where the magic happens because you're you're neither on one side or the other you're you're integrated yeah that's well said it's it's such an it's such an amazing time to be alive where especially linkedin and some other communities out there where you can have a strategy and then be inspired by someone who's passionate. Sometimes you get to link up with each other and passion finds strategy, or you can find strategy and passion or passion and strategy. And it really is an amazing time. And I, I'm of the opinion that we are on the cusp of fundamentally changing the way we model reality, whether it's in business mm. or relationships and so thankful for that. What do you see happening? Like with some of the changes happening in your life and you see on LinkedIn, the people you're helping, how do you, like when you, when you speculate on what the future may hold, like, what do you, what do you think of when you think of the future? Yeah, that's a question that <laughs> comes up very often, right? Because we're kind of visionaries. Yeah. We're looking, we're looking to create new realities. And yeah. that's something that, doesn't manifest and happen as quickly as we'd like to, even though our inner reality might be suggesting something different, but as you know, the outer reality takes time to catch up. Uh, but even though now things are speeding up and as we enter 2024, I feel we're going to ground down a lot of the things that we've been talking about or feeling energetically in the past years, all these shifts that have been happening, we're going to be able to ground them and finally create um, new ways, new realities, new ways of living, of operating. And it's already happening. Even this year, I felt like it was such a difficult year for many people um, in terms of their business or personal lives. And we, we had to find new coping strategies. We realized like the way how we did it in the past, it's just not working anymore. It's like 
we were kind of forced to be innovative and experiment and see mm -hmm. what's working. What I've seen uh, work very well is people coming together and just brainstorming new ways of working together of, as we said before, this is your strength, this is my strength. Mm -hmm. How can we benefit both of each other and how can we benefit the whole? So creating experiences like this, um, speaking, podcasts, and ultimately then bring them also into real life. I see so many people now organizing retreats mm -hmm. and in-person experiences and new new systems also for agriculture, for doing business, exchanging value, not necessarily on a monetary basis, but alternative ways. So what I feel will be really important in this shift is, uh, as we were talking about that integration, so being really integrated, so listening to bringing down the new consciousness, the new energy that is coming in and speaking it out. That's why the written or spoken word will become so important because we are speaking the new realities into existence. As you know, it's first the energy. The energy creates um, the thought when we can hear the thought, we can translate it into words. And when millions of people will be hearing these words that we're all now creating, it will the words will then solidify into actions. So I think that's what's going to happen then in the next year. I love it. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing to think about the way we can translate vision into reality. Mm. It's, it's interesting. From where I sit, there's like this beautiful light that shines in right behind you through this window. It's kind of coming yes. down right there. It's, oh, like, yes. it's, it's so perfect. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to think and, and look at. Um, what about, you have one, you have a lot of cool things that I was reading in your bio, but one of them that really grabbed me was this Gandhi's gentle impact. He has this quote that says, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. And I'm curious, like maybe you could speak to how that resonates in your philosophy. Like what does that quote mean to you and how do you embody it? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> and I love that you went on the bottom of the website. <laughs> <laughs> so great, a great observation. Um, yeah. So what I really love about this quote and in general about Mahatma Gandhi is that the revolution is peaceful. There, there's no need for violence or taking over or, a lot of the movements that we see now in in the world where people are angry and going to the streets protesting, I never really resonated with that because um, I think Albert Einstein says you cannot s solve the problem with the same level of the consciousness. Mm. You need to raise higher. And that's what I feel a lot of us have been doing in the past years is going inward and working on dealing with all these shadows and transmuting them and just becoming more integrated whole beings. So when we then come together, the revolution is peaceful, but this new energy that we're bringing, it kind of shakes, shakes up the system in a gentle way. As you see the light, for example, yeah, yeah. Act, it's like a glitch. It's a glitch in the, in the matrix, right? So the more of us, we can bring this new light and even I see it on LinkedIn, the more authentic we can be on LinkedIn and share our real selves, it's like a glitch in the system because 95% share this business as usual, right? But yeah. when you can um, share this new consciousness, your authentic self, it glitches. And that's when you gently start shaking up. You even shake up those people who are not even awake because at least they start realizing, oh, there's something new. And those who are already yeah. awake, they will see as an inspiration, how can I become more like that? How can I become more authentic? And it's just beautiful because you can really see the ripple effect of people stepping more into their power. Yeah, it's like the stone and the it's like the stone and the quiet pond, right? Like you throw it in yes. and it just ripples out, and all of a sudden all these change begins to happen. I, I love the way you spoke that into existence. And it, it does seem to me that right now there's such a, a 
people are really trying to get your attention through violence or extreme forms of something. But if you just ignore, like on some level, if you can not give that your energy or your full attention, it kind of falls by the wayside on some level. Mm. Like I'm not going to pay attention to that. Like I'm, you know, there's, if you're sad about something, there's a group of people that you can go and you can be sad with and try to do something about, or you can give your attention to this over here and try to build something new. And those things kind of fall away. If you, if you just don't feed them, you know, if you don't feed into that and it makes the people that you would want to be upset about, like what, what, what could be possibly worse for someone that wants attention is to give them no attention, right? Like that's how you get rid of the people that are desperately looking, look at me, look at me. Just don't pay yes. any attention. <laughs> One hundred percent, you described it perfectly. It's it, how we direct our energy, and in order to this to happen, we need to have awareness. So yes. awareness that we're leaking our energy and dispersing it in all the uh, wrong spots, which ultimately is a sign of kind of still that victim consciousness. Like mm -hmm. this is happening to me; mm -hmm. they are feeding me with this, and I have no other choice, which is not true. Uh, it's the same like you go to a bar. You can choose not to drink alcohol. Even if 99% yeah. of the people are drinking, you can still have a juice or something. So yeah. you have that choice. And I think when you realize you have that awareness, um, it just changes your reality. That's a great analogy because you can look around and be like, these people are acting like knuckleheads all around me. I don't have to act like that, you know? And you can still find an awesome conversation. You can still do everything you could in that bar without being all sideways or I'm not saying people can't celebrate, have a good time, do what you got to do. But, yeah. you know, like just look around your environment and ask yourself, do you really want to be this person? Do you want to be that person? What kind of person do you want to be? Because you do have that choice. You have that agency now more than ever. Mm. You can really stand out by being authentic and doing something different and people will notice. And maybe, maybe that's what we're here to do. Maybe we are maybe being healthy and, conscious contributors to a better planet is contagious and the more that you do it the more that i do it the more people notice it the more they want to do it right absolutely it's like a domino effect and we need to realize that we have more power um or like uh we can inspire others more than we think simply just by being ourselves we don't need yeah. to tell them what to do or give them advice we can just be ourselves and already that presence I know that I've been inspired by many people on the path and I had many teachers just by being in their energy and just looking how they live life or how they do business. Just that inspired me alone. Um, so yeah, just being that example and yeah, living, I think living with as much harmony as we can with nature, with each other. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? It's just yeah. going back to the essence. Yeah, I like that. It's you mentioned um, Gandhi being some of an influence for you and a teacher for you in, in some of his words. Who were some other people with whom your story resonates and that maybe you have read or looked up to or whose philosophies that you kind of turn to in times of despair? Hmm. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful question. Um, I think definitely Buddha was mm -hmm. one of my biggest inspirations um, because the, when I was, I never resonated with any religion like Christianity or anything else that was out there. I, I felt it was just too much giving the power outside. Whereas with Buddhism, even if it, if it is something that's a, a little bit more mainstream and mm -hmm. A lot of people follow it. it. It does not necessarily mean that it's bad. And when I started reading the scriptures and the, understanding the philosophies, I loved that it's an um, internal practice, that all the answers are within. Everything that um, you seek is seeking you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and um, I just love how serene, like the feel, sometimes it's just a feeling how serene and peaceful it is. I traveled also then to Sri Lanka and India. Mm. And I, even though now the cultures, they, they, they have been westernized, but if you go to that like original blueprint of their culture, it, it's just like so harmonious. And mm. yeah, I, I, I love that the Westerners are picking up on that and it's becoming more and more here. Yeah, it's, I like the way you, you said the blueprint 
Like it, in some ways, I think we all, the more we learn, the more you can understand your own internal blueprint mm -hmm. and like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and kind of feeds off of you. So I can that feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you find that thing and it resonates with you. And just the, the metaphor of a blueprint is, is a really good one. I have to start using that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because the blueprints there, we don't need to reinvent the, the wheel. We don't need to, you know, like, yeah um find some innovative breakthrough solutions the the ancient wisdom is already here for us we just need to reconnect back to it and that's why i love even like in countries like india another uh, impactful teacher was for me i don't know if you heard about goenka mm, i don't know he's the founder of the vipassana meditation i've heard of it okay and yeah, again, that's a very internal process about very subtle also uh, of mindful breathing. And um, it, it usually they do, I went on a retreat, like a 10-day silent meditation retreat, where that's a very unique experience. I'd recommend everybody to try that out because we're used to that this constant stimulation, right, and always doing, whereas if you don't engage with anyone you don't have your phone you're fully internal for 10 days meditating it's quite an intense experience but there you realize like how much of the wisdom this ancient wisdom you you already have these blueprints within we we are coded with it we just need to reconnect back to it that's great advice. Is is that something that when you're working with people in the field, whether you're helping them co-found a story or whether you're ghostwriting a book or whether you're just sitting with a friend, is that like some advice that you normally give to people? Yes, if they're if they're ready for it, if they're yeah. on, because people need to be open to it, and um, otherwise it can be a well-meant tip, but it will probably fall flat. So if I feel mm. like someone really wants to dive more into this reflective meditative uh, way of doing business i always recommend that 100 percent. so starting with a morning routine and doing meditation journaling being also taking time for deep thinking in your business carving out for example a sunday where you just go mm. to nature switch off and instead of you strategizing letting the vision flow through you because ultimately, if you're operating at such a level, we're bringing through something that is higher than us, that was meant to come through. So just listen, listening to it, because then it will just come through with, with more ease and flow. You won't have to sit at the desk for 10 hours writing a business plan. It will just flow through you. So yes, that's something I really do recommend people. And it's beautiful when, when we start uh, seeing the results happening and manifesting. Yeah, it, it reminds me of um, sometimes there's a mantra that I say, right? I think it was in, I forgot where I read it. However, it's, it's this too shall pass. Mm. And it's powerful on both sides, right? Because if you find yourself in a traumatic experience, you can say to yourself, this too shall pass. But if you find yourself in the arms of your loved one, this too shall pass, mm. you know, it's, so it's like this double-edged sword, but it's, it's one that I finally, it's one that I find myself gravitating towards throughout life just to help center me or bring me mm. back to the moment and things like that. What about, is there something like that, that you kind of hold to your heart that you could give to the audience that look, that you use in times of, of, of trouble or times of, of passion or times of love or times of scared or what, what, what do you turn to when you, when you find yourself looking for inner wisdom? Yeah, I, I deeply resonate with what you said. Yeah. This, this too shall pass. Um, understanding basically how how the world, how the universal, understanding the universal laws. I think when we can get that higher perspective that, that we'll never have a feeling of highs as we'll never have just feelings of low. So understanding that rhythm of life <laughs> and that when we're in a low, it is here for a reason. and instead of trying to control it and being frustrated about it that creates a feeling of resistance instead if we can learn how to surrender to it 
like when you surrender on a into a water you fall back flat for example on a water you you start floating instead if you start like shaking and moving it, it it just it won't get you that quickly through that phase so if you can just surrender be okay with it accept it and get the lessons because ultimately every low holds some lessons and probably you'll also become a more compassionate person and you'll empathetic and be able to help people who are going who will be going through it so maybe that's that's i always think when people are going through a lot of hardships in their life it's always there for a purpose maybe they they are supposed to help a lot of people afterwards or their mission is just so big they have to go yeah. through all of this yeah that's a wonderful way to look at it and i i agree i so many people that i've spoken with and i'm sure people listening to this and i'm when you go through tough times i like to think that the reason is there's a force bigger than you can imagine and it's pushing you through this because it wants you to come out the other side and help other people through it mm. right exactly yeah. yes <laughs> Because if you so think like about thing. it, even like if we look at it from a rational way now, yeah. because I like to um, mold both approaches. Okay. There, there was, for example, that wave of awakening that started in 2012. It, it was not everyone at once. Mm -hmm. um, because if it would be everyone at once, it would be just a huge chaos. And we wouldn't have anyone who would guide us. We'd all be going for it. So if we look at it, it was just, people that is growing growing in number nowadays they ha had to go through their evolution no matter yeah. how slow it was at that time now i feel it's everything is just quicker these people now are able to assist now millions billions of other people who will be awakening so the, as we said yeah there's there's always a deeper meaning behind it. yeah. <laughs> it's so true and just like that barbara it's been an hour like that we don't you see what I'm saying when good conversations happen, they, they happen so fast. Before I let you go, maybe you could tell people where they can find you, what you have coming up, what you're excited about, if they want to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, if you're uh, keen to have a conversation or explore more, um, you can always uh, look me up on LinkedIn under my name. And I do post regularly content. So if you're interested in uh, in um, learning more, you can always follow me there. And yeah, I'd be happy to get in touch. <laughs> and you have an amazing website too, where people can go and find yeah. out like some of the things. What, what was, do you, can you give the name of that? Uh, yeah, so it's Barborel with two L and E in the end.com. Nice. I recommend everybody go check her out on LinkedIn, check out the website, read some of the testimonials, reach out to her. All you've gotten to hear today is but a sliver of how wonderful her insight is into helping people and her unique ability to move between cultures and languages really helps her identify different parts of you or your story that you may not have seen yourself. And as you can see by the light coming in behind her, she brings light wherever she goes. So oh. thank you so much. And thank you that's so all we much. got for today. You've yeah. been so kind. I really enjoyed this conversation and thanks for sharing your light and your positive energy from Hawaii. We can, we can definitely feel it. And yeah, thank you again for the invitation. Of course. Well, hang on briefly afterwards. I'm going to hang out with our friends, but I'll just, I got to share some stuff with you afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for today. I hope you go down and check out the show notes. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope you take some time to do some quiet reflection and realize how amazing you are. That's all we got. Aloha. Aloha. All right. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me 
that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.